A little bit of Chris Evans in my life. A little bit of time H on the side. A little bit of penis, all I need. A whole lot of white dicks, all I see. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of 13 Reasons Why. We will be discussing episodes 11 and 12. Before we do get into the recap, just some light housekeeping to tell you what to look forward to this week. So today, this is a little behind because I was supposed to do it yesterday, but after driving, I was not feeling it. I put out one episode and I took my ass right on the bed, but I will be getting to Star Trek Discovery episode one of season two. That is where I left the series off. So that'll be coming out tonight and then on Mondays going forward. Tomorrow we have the season finale. Yep, because it's got a season two of Raised by Wolves. Then we'll move on to Wednesday going into season two of Doom Patrol. On Thursday, the season finale. What is this? A season finale week apparently uh, of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Then on Friday, Ratchet has been axed. It's been kicked to the side. Just a little bit too much sexual exploitation for my comfort. I think that it is an interesting show. Just not one I find the need to have a conversation and podcast about. I don't think it's horrible. It's just not something I'm interested in in doing. I've actually binged the entire thing already. So... Other than Sophie Okoneda's performance, there's not much I really want to talk about or explore more in a discussion type of prose way. So that is being replaced by years and years on HBO Max. We'll get into the first episode. That is, I believe, six episodes in total. Then on Saturday, we are back with Mandalorian, episode five of the second season, and then our Vicariously Merlin getting through season four real quick seven and eight are up on deck so now that that is out of the way let's get into bryce and chloe written by marissa joe serrer and thomas higgins directed by jessica Yu, who worked on billions and this is us she actually directed both these episodes back to back I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10 despite it being Bryce testifying and rather some choppy transitions from the previous episodes because there are problems with these last two as if they were rushing for a finish line that they were thinking maybe just maybe we'll stretch out a whole nother season or at least I don't know what they were thinking to be quite frank because a lot of things were happening in the third act that were a little asinine and retcon and I don't appreciate it don't insult my intelligence however I found myself liking the episodes because I'm enjoying some of the characters and then they have these side moments that just make me lol they are also playing musical chairs with this cast and I am very amused by it we start with Bryce testifying and the first time we are treated to his bespeckled testimony my feelings were rather clear look fuck you fuck the plane you flew in on 
Fuck them shoes, fuck the socks with the bell on it, fuck them cheap ass cigars, fuck your yuck mouth teeth, fuck your hairpiece, fuck your chocolate, fuck Guy Ritchie, fuck Prince William, fuck the Queen. This is America. My president is black and my Lambo is blue, nigga. Now get the fuck out my hotel room. And if I see you in the street, I'm slapping the shit out of you. Him with them glasses was hysterically funny because you know that the stripper heels don't come into the courtroom in the same way that the jock i would have been like sir can i see a prescription for those lenses because <laughs> it says here that you actually do not wear glasses uh you have not used them on your driver's test can you explain why you do have glasses on in the courtroom today do you have something from your a prescription for your doctor i'd like to see however i understand what they were going for did not not make me laugh every time i saw it even though it was not supposed to be funny maybe it was or just because i know he's such a fucking moron that um it gave me some type of comedic relief his mama trying to come in the fourth quarter to parent him is rather uh conceited on her part but by the way they were speaking outside of the courtroom it's clear that the father has absolutely and utterly no respect for her she's to be loyal and she is to put up with his shit and she can go tan and do whatever like she's treated like a possession and that's exactly where bryce has learned a lot of his behavior it's not right or an excuse but we are only we only know sometimes what we are taught or what is human nature and when you have money and you're born into wealth you are taught at a very young age or expected to be someone in which you are commanded respect attention you get whatever you want he's spoiled but he's also neglected and then his only parental figure is his father who doesn't even bother to acknowledge him as his own son or really like he's just an asset to him as well like you do things to make me look better otherwise you know i don't see the need to go through with all of this you know i could have even got rid of the subpoenas is what he said not to testify and then the mom's just more like uh this is concerning there's reporters outside it's not just shame on the family but it's shame on you but it's a little too late and this is one of the many things that are too little too late in these last few episodes it's almost as if the end was like you know what we may not have actually added any context to make this even (laughs) like a blurred line of anything we have not done the legwork we've just been telling versus showing so now let's show some things however it really felt as if they were last minute addendums to the script and i was rather put off by it because i've evaluated this show in my mind based on the information we've had from the characters thus far and then they're trying to introduce these last minute faucets to add more complexity to the fact that yes the school may have some responsibility and we should feel something about this verdict we should sympathize with olivia baker although they've done nothing in two seasons in my opinion to make that argument so these last little throwaway points to say haha see there's an injustice being had it's rather cartoonish and i'm not buying it the second time that we check in on Bryce's testimony. Wow. 
Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my gosh, stop fucking lying. So because this is a school negligent case, which I felt like many people needed to be reminded of that point this episode and not a criminal case, I will allow that Dennis could have so done more. <laughs> Bryce being allowed to simply parade around with them ridiculous glasses on, with that smirk, uh, with his privilege, I felt Dennis could have found a little bit more. I mean, he had the fucking confession tape. I, I just, uh, I don't know about how and he's a high school student or whatever so yeah they had the tiptoe but then they went ham on fucking tony's ass where was that aggression then and that's why i feel bad once again about that episode and how it went down and i'm glad in this episode that fucking mrs jensen said the exact thing that someone should have told tony about his testimony and that's i'm so glad that i was validated in that sentence where i was like no that's not okay because he does not have that kid's best interest at heart it's not to say he's an evil person but his job is to win the case for his client because they're paying him not to you know and he allowed himself to be completely massacred on the stand and over a guy that was ridiculously over the top harassing like i I get that tony was afraid for his record because it do it the system ain't good for brown people never mind this guy was harassing me with slurs into which it's okay maybe a jury will buy i don't know I would have taken it to a jury <laughs> as far as I'm concerned he said all these things you don't know what his past trauma is like just, you don't get the right to cut like I get what they say you shouldn't hit someone whatever the case may be it shouldn't turn into assault but there's also mitigating circumstances that is why you take it to trial and maybe with his prior uh thing with the the fight beating up his sister he just wasn't cool with it and he was just scared it's also because he's brown (laughs) and it's the police and i don't fucking trust you to do the right thing even though i'm the victim in all of this but dennis knew better olivia knew better and i'm still not i don't have the bitter taste of that out of my mouth yet we're going to talk more about bryce in the second episode because there's the emergence of this thing called a conscience that he may not know exactly what that is and (laughs) it's telling him hey all of these people are reacting negatively to something you've done holy shit it might be something you did that wasn't right because like i said before i think that he's got some mental issues as well that does not excuse anything at all it doesn't he committed a crime he needs to pay for said crime and then if he really don't know they can get him in jail or whatever correctional facility he ends up in the correct behavior the behavior specialist so that when he is released back into the but at this point he's a fucking serial rapist point of it is they don't have a whole bunch of uh, evidence on him being a serial rapist which is very very unfortunate however 
you know it's it, like the one guy scotty said like all of those photos weren't girls being raped i think clay and everyone else assumed that that was the case that every girl that went there was being raped and i think that proves that it isn't the case because hannah did when we see a flashback from his perspective go to the clubhouse she put on bryce's jacket which how did you not know that was bryce's don't they have team numbers on there y'all can identify that shit y'all could have sit, sat there and spent some time like all these millennial gen z's in the group i know y'all could have zoomed in got a fucking um <laughs> what do you call it a upc code or something i don't know like anything to try to differentiate that jacket from the rest of the people on the team but i digress the point is i don't subscribe to that idea that every person that went to the clubhouse every person they got their picture photo taken was raped because zach knew about it scotty knew about it and i don't think those are the type of people clearly that actually were participating or involved or knew about any rape my guess is when fucking bryce raped his own girlfriend that was him and monty because i feel as if other people would have been more appalled i don't know they they make it a little unclear on that aspect which is that part of the retconning that really is a shoddy job and i guess you have to break it down to the writers on this and maybe those writers have written previous episodes and they were like oh i forgot to add this or that or the other thing and decided hey let's put it here but it didn't belong here it should have been where the narration depicted or depicted it should be i think i understand now why the mom was putting so much peer pressure on him to say well did you what's the truth can you tell me i think she put the same tactics that clay was doing because when he is pushed up against the wall he turns into a little bitch that really hurt my feelings also gives up the goodies under pressure and he just tells his mom exactly what he did i fucked her from behind she slaps him in the face and tells him that you know you've brought shame on to this family and he's like yeah um i'm not bothered by that because neither one of my parents give a shit about me and he even points it out to her because he's feeling cocky he just got away with something and that's the dangerous part of the behavior right because not cyrus that's another character bryce is in already a terrible spot but imagine him getting away with this what he would do like you wonder why people escalate so high like how does someone like harvey weinstein for so long get away with it because the more he does the more he accumulates this this idea that he can't get caught and so the more salacious and disgusting they become and then their whole entire psyche is wrapped around that idea and there there is no no consciousness voice to be heard anymore because clearly at some point you also delusionally begin to believe your own tale like he still to this point thinks that no they didn't say anything they but clearly they did say something like no i don't or stop i felt like maybe <laughs> jessica and hannah did so but 
I also thought the first time, which we did see this molestation, they did not. So I'm like, what the fuck? Stop it. Don't retcon shit just because <laughs> it fits the narrative better. You're not making a consistent story. Just, I, I don't like the inconsistency there. It's not to change anything that he didn't do something wrong. But if you're, t- if you're trying to get someone to dissect and analyze a character, it needs to be the same act from one to, to this one. There's four seasons of this fucking show. You can't just come out like there's another scene I saw earlier and it bothered the living shit out of me. And it's because they didn't know what they were doing season one to season two. And I get changing of that. But then when you put scenes together, you need to to do better on the production side of making sure those errors. Westworld did the same shit was fucking up all over the place. putting stuff in scenes they wouldn't shouldn't be there hbo did the same thing like didn't they have the mcdonald's cup or some somebody's cup was kept on the the thing yeah it takes you out it distracts the audience if you're someone who podcasts you're going to immediately take note of that because you're analyzing it as you go and it's not to say everything will be captured and caught but it 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 gets called out is all i'm trying to say and i call it out um what else in this episode in regards to bryce i will say uh her saying you know we had a good deal you we trusted you to be responsible yada 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 and that was the first part like you you trusted a child to be responsible like that was your first mistake what the hell did you not go through child early childhood development because i know you made all types of mistakes because that's what we do because we're not thoroughly we have to be taught to be responsible and half the time that comes with consequences to be like oh shit i ain't gonna do that again that's like giving a child a whole bag of candy and say i'm gonna trust you to do the right thing that bag of candy is gonna be gone and they ain't gonna learn their lesson until they over the toilet puking up shitting it all out their ass and like okay maybe i made a mistake but no they're not going to teach themselves <laughs> to take their damn time and not heat the whole fucking bag in one sitting or in a whole day so i was kind of with him when he was like i'm taking care of myself while you attended your tan she rolled the dice on what's the worst can that can happen having a housekeeper raise your child and he becomes a rapist <laughs> clay oh twice now this boy has attempted suicide he is obsessed with being the only one to get justice for hannah he didn't tell anybody about her polaroid so of course the entire episode he's in this crisis of faith where you know they're all terrible people and the fact that he keeps lumping zach in there he's got some mental issues that i wish that cyrus's father (laughs) (laughs) would have a talk with the jensen's and handle that because he really needs some counseling and i'm really surprised mr porter didn't flag him but there was a whole stack we only saw the most flagged one on top and we'll get to that i think that was in the next episode but we'll get to his second suicide attempt in a moment because that's how we ended out the episodes but 
I also want to point out and shit on Hannah once again. I know she's a deceased woman who took her own life. Where's your heart? My heart is there, but I'm still going to call it out that she fucked up these kids. Like she mentally traumatized them more than some of them already were mentally traumatized by other things that had nothing to do with their association to her. And that's fucked up like she didn't even consider that and that's that idea there's a there's a saying misery loves company there's a reason why people say epithets like that it's because they they have a modicum of truth it's why stereotypes are a thing it's like yeah don't go out basing your connection with people on stereotypes but there's not to say there ain't some truth to them there might not be a i mean that's the way you do uh astrological signs if you poll a lot of people and they all have the same exact trait according to that particular sign or that particular group or culture then yes it it becomes a stereotype hannah had a long history of i believe depression i think she also felt insecure she felt the need to belong she felt isolated she felt alone she was emotionally neglected by her parents and at the end of the series none of that was brought up what else is brought up is the fact that nina was in the clubhouse and he hands over her pick to jessica to get her to assist on getting these polaroids are the women in the Polaroids to come forward to speak out I, she's so damn um patient with them because i would have <laughs> i don't know if i could have stopped myself from not putting my hands around clay's throat i don't like the fact that they have so crippled him with i love hannah i want to do what's best for her and i i care about getting her justice this hero cape he has juxtaposed with this rather tepid need to get justice for everyone else his primary focus comes out every bit of his mouth and so when he flipped that picture to her i felt manipulation and emotional manipulation at best and that's why i'm glad she got up and walked the fuck out even when they told her about chloe as well like no you don't understand what that's like to have your whole world crashing down like you're on this whole let's go ride or die and get bryce because he needs to pay well guess what all that you're feeling i'm feeling and those girls will be feeling 10 times because it happened to their fucking bodies as far as i'm concerned if you have information to give me you give me said information you don't encourage me or tell me or steer me on what to do with that information clearly i have not addressed what i like it'd be a different thing if you're like okay you went and spoke out and da 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 da. maybe you can assist these other people that's not what you were going for she can't even get on the stand and acknowledge her on rape and i love the fact that she took the photo and he goes about that's evidence it's not yours like the fact that he was even out there to begin with is horrifying you've now seen it is equally as horrifying even if you haven't thought about it even if you have good intentions you need to stay in your fucking lane and stop trying to be captain save a ghost 
Casper don't need you the way these girls need you and I need you to be present and I understand Clay is just again he's suicidal at this point he's not using any judgment and that is why I'm going to try to woosa my very negative feelings about Clay because they are very compounded because in a lot of ways he decided to channel Hannah's characterization in dealing with people and his selfish desires are rather uh minuscule in the face of very real very raw things that are happening to other people and he is coming from the most comfortable place out of all of them and that's why i just it, it it's just not maybe in 2011 when this show came out i don't know but this is 2020 and nobody needs a white savior and that's exactly what clay portrays in this show a white savior and the fact that some of these most of the girls that we've seen two out of the whatever three uh, well i guess we can include hannah okay so it's even but you're speaking to an african-american woman i know that much and there that's already already a thing and that's something clay's never gonna understand so clay needs to shut the fuck up the fight though was everything everybody was i was literally ryan with that smirk on my face <laughs> I, I wanted him to bust out some popcorn or some sour patch kids i don't know but i was so here for this entire fight because bryce comes back to school and this is another inconsistency from uh one episode to the next because we've been seeing scotty all season like we thought maybe he was the one doing the polaroids because he kept giving that sad face like i'm not a bad guy i'm not a bad guy i'm just gonna hang with a bad guy now in this episode i will say they gave us something to that because once again ooh, i need to fix my earlier mistakes so that it now can round out in the end oh okay if coach is going around telling people how they need to stick to the team and whatever and he's maybe using personal influences to get these kids he's manipulating them for solidarity then that's a whole different situation to explain why other guys that would hear the words because i know there was a lot more than two people at bryce's house when justin said you fucking raped her and tried to beat his ass the first time i will say sidebar <laughs> justin got some street smarts because the way he handled that gun at the end we gonna get back there but moving on to the whole Scotty thing, he we see him in this fight grabbing Clay, just protecting him, and he's like, "What are you doing? Why are you looking at me like that? Why why you ain't doing nothing? Oh, why didn't you help me earlier? I'm not a rapist. Then why the fuck would the rapist come in and you patting him on the back and giving him high fives? Like, no, you got to take a stand. That's just common sense." <laughs> like the fact that they had zach doing it for so fucking long was irritating and ignorant enough so to have another kid be like well the conversation with coach could have been done in an earlier episode in the season and it would have perfectly explained why zach is doing something like he is conflicted between 
someone who sees as a father figure that stepped in in a really bad time in their life like these are compelling arguments that i can get behind the idea of loyalty and a sense of team and a sense of honoring the coach or, or you know what i mean just a completely a waste wasted opportunity that they had earlier and so him being like coach oh you didn't show up for bryce at court um well i think i'm gonna focus on my grades and then he tries to point out like oh yeah and you need these grades right and he's like yeah that's why i'm in fucking class <laughs> i'm not gonna skate by on the team and allow things and then he starts to invoke how he was there for him and like i said um zach's like fuck that shit if he was really my friend or really someone to be a parental figure in my life and you were caring about me then you wouldn't be having me stand behind a fucking rapist so i quit the team he's done so i like that zach is taking more of a stand i can allow the whole coward thing i think they took it too far quite frankly but he is finding himself and i enjoyed when he came out out of absolutely no fucking where and just jumped on bryce all this fight was everything then alex gets involved and let me tell you something when he took that cane and just said say hello to my little friend alex is number one gangster like he didn't even hesitate he just said I'm gonna hobble my ass over here. And he just took that, like, that's assault with a weapon. And he just whacks him right on the foot. It was Monty. That's who he hit, not Bryce. Yeah, because it was Bryce and, uh, or Monty and Bryce that were, no, shit, I can't get the words right. Monty and Zach that were fighting. Justin's the one that started the fight because he went up to him and usually Justin be scared and he's like, fuck you dude i don't care if you whoop my ass or not we go we doing this we getting bout it bout it and route it route it and it was great <laughs> i was so mad at courtney the person what is courtney now is she a guest star she just pop out i feel like she had a contract <laughs> and then they said we don't know what the fuck to do with her for the season and quite frankly we had her as a female basically defending rapists so there's not much we can do with this character she's just a background and that's exactly what she has become she pulls the fire alarm to say that she needs to be broken up because when mr porter comes out and there's that's another thing i cannot stand the school or the conceit i should say on the construct of the school that the writers have thought wasn't a good enough model to showcase in any bit of reality a school like they were fighting for a minute and i i have been in situations in the cafeteria for facts where things get very escalated quickly and a whole group of like 20 30 people be fighting it does not take <laughs> the time i was watching i was clocking that shit and then when kevin porter for other people to respond is what i was gonna finish on that and then when porter shows up and the coach he tries to get the one dude off and then he accidentally swings and punches the coach and then the coach goes be like what you want to go and he's like are, are you fucking serious <laughs> like what are you what are you doing <laughs> you're supposed 
supposed to be a faculty member and you trying to jump into a you trying to get your licks in too is that what we doing oh i forgot about the other people that jumped in the cyrus gray oh i love them too i did i just uh, everything about this fight was great because they were eyeballing them i can't fucking stand tyler either like i was really trying to have some empathy for tyler and i think mimi was too we all felt and we still do in a certain aspect a lot of emotions for tyler however tyler as i stated or was trying to clarify in my last podcast is that some children need additional attention constant attention and that they are simply for whatever reason born with an inclination to do things they have behavioral issues they have social acclimation issues they you know have connection issues that's just he has a social disorder that he and his parents are not acknowledging whatsoever i blame his parents most of all because they think oh you're you're doing good you're not doing quote unquote bad things that means you don't have an issue his room is fucking bare there are no posters it's just no kid has a room especially a teenage boy that fucking pristine that is your first indication that there is a problem he has been caught shooting guns not once not twice like four times and i'm sure that the neighbor was calling being so damn fucking nice like oh my god can you get your son and then she's probably like oh my, my son don't do that she just that they play the denial card they keep playing that card instead of addressing the actual like he's listening to angry music he seems to like want revenge he's gotten into bullying and blackmailing like you you didn't girl at this point in time i would have listened to the fucking tapes if my kid is on this tape then i need to take this shit seriously you she didn't even testify what am i talking about <laughs> no his behavioral issues are known and them continuing to say well he's a good kid a good kid doesn't necessarily mean you don't have problems doesn't mean that you may not react in the appropriate way in which one is to respond that could be a chemical thing in your brain like the more we begin to understand psychology i know this is mimi's teche spot and this show really quite frankly does a awful job of communicating that message as much as they have it on the hotline at the beginning of every episode it'd be nice if the characters actually took a moment to speak about that as well particularly the adults and when oh my god i kind of have to say it now because i'm gonna forget because when that bitch was standing up there talking about the adults let her child i said you one of the main fucking adults get the fuck out my face with that shit okay i'll go back on a tangent if i start talking about olivia baker and i have done enough on the last episode <laughs> i think in in the last very last that she got karma coming to her although not in the way i would have preferred but that's just me and my cruelty showing finishing up though with alex he starts to have some memories apparently they were both playing video games when bryce was raping hannah and maybe he heard her say stop like that's where i'm a little confuddled because we saw that scene and we didn't see her but maybe that was just 
from her perspective but like i said i'm jumping through way too many hoops to try to explain your own fucking story that you wrote and directed i shouldn't have to pull in the blanks you should just tell the story you need to be told and put in the parts that you need to be put when you're addressing them jessica and nina talk and i like that nina came out and said yeah i'm not in the right place i didn't deal with my shit i thought i could be there for you but you were right to call me out that's what a true friend does though even if it pisses your friend off you gotta call your friend out. and i think they really are friends like she shared things with her um she cares about her like she is just like no i need you i need your assistance but it turned out that jessica ended up being the stronger person and i do think it's because she had that support but nina was that beginning support as well as alex and her parents of course i mean i just love the touch that dad's still picking her up and taking her to school or picking her up and taking her places like that is so important it really is I know you're gonna your child's gonna get to that age where they're gonna want to drive their own car but there's just like no fucking rush (laughs) I wish things would turn into mass transportation I am still on the fence about letting my child drive at 16 17 well 17 sure before then (laughs) I just I know all the shit I hit when I was 18 hell I hear every day about all the shit people hit on the regular and I do think you need to be in a certain mind space and I just don't think that 16 and 17 year old kids are well I keep 16 16 and 17 I have to remember because 17 is legal in some states that's why I keep mentioning 17 like 17 pretty much means 18 and I know some say much earlier, but I, I, I'm of the mindset that if you're in your your junior year, you're pretty much as close as you're going to get. Because when you're in your senior year, half, halfway through that year, you turn 18, you can sign your own ass out of school. So that's why I'm, I'm caveating that. Yeah, I remember all the rules. I didn't forget. Some people grow up and they just forget their fucking childhood. I don't. I keep that shit uh, my playbook ready. Like, uh-huh i've done this (laughs) i'm not about to sugarcoat it like now you're gonna hit something as soon as you get that fucking car because that's what we all do if not total that bitch out it's really hard to be responsible and it's really hard for me to trust you driving all over the place (laughs) like it's one thing to go to school and back to school but if that's all you need to get to i don't understand if we in the same fucking school district why i can't drop you off because then i know you got there I really do love both characters though I love that they had this talk I love that it was just them and that she says you know what you want to do with that is what you want to do with it I'm just returning something that is your property and uh, she admits that she did cheat on her boyfriend and he was probably a good man and uh, now he's probably hurt Jess allows Justin to take the stand because they finally have a one-on-one and this was another part where i was like okay last time i saw them they were they were still in a great bit of distance and then even when she met with both of them you could tell she was speaking to both of them but kind of focusing more on clay and then all of a sudden she's just comfortable enough to meet one-on-one like i would have preferred maybe something got cut off on the floor where there would have been a text something before you just transitioned me to the scene and i'm like oh okay they're out for coffee but she's explaining to him about how their world the person like if 
chloe testifies her world's gonna fall apart you're asking a lot of her yada 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 same thing that we've heard and he says let me be the one to get up there and to stand up for you to point to bryce as the rapist let me testify let me try to atone for the thing i did because i can never be forgiven for what i did i will never forgive myself for what i allowed to happen however let me try to amend this and make the people responsible including myself held responsible clay trying to kill bryce though at the end oh my lanta georgia (laughs) he got himself a gun took it from tyler because everybody is not listening to this boy talk about how uh and that's what he does to all his friends like hey you want to feel in power and control let's go shoot some guns nope that's um red flag number one (laughs) i'm not gonna go shoot some guns and then if you ask me to start naming targets well then i'm going to in the best way possible to not advise you go home but then again i know talking about outside outside the other part of my mouth clay was not mentally in the right place whatsoever he ran off with that gun and intended <laughs> with all intention purposes to kill rice because her confession or her retelling of the rape is stuck on it's stuck in his head it's plain and rewound question though how is it that clay is screaming talking to hannah and ain't like the mama was gone so how is the father not knowing that Clay, i mean i guess he wasn't home but jesus christ <laughs> no one's noticing this boy is talking to air no one well, justin was the only one he came in and he's just really trying to be a like oh <laughs> like that bromance i was not expecting it hit me hard in all of the feels and i'm here for it i know lamia is like fuck justin and it's valid if anyone needs a redemption arc it's him and him coming in and the way he talked to to clay like what's wrong what's the matter i need it to stop and he 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 knows something is going like he probably seen him talking to himself i would have preferred a conversation and there's one episode left maybe they'll do it and retcon that shit and he'll be like yeah i saw you the whole time the way the show is going but it it would have been nice to see especially since justin is literally staying in the same house (laughs) so would be the one even if the parents aren't home to hear him talking to hannah and sometimes shouting at hannah he's crying he's just an absolute emotional wreck and mess and justin has no judgment about it he's just more like what's going on are you okay he tells <laughs> did he basically tell him to be the getaway driver though because he said take my car meet me here <laughs> and he gets there and, and he's like okay this is not what we want to do at all we need to kill him we need to make him pay no that's not what we need to do this is not what hannah wanted isn't it what hannah wanted no because no one knows what fucking hannah wanted because no one can really figure out hannah's fucking mindset like because she left these tapes 
and that's all anyone really knows is that she was unhappy and she wanted everyone to know that they were to blame for it even someone who wasn't to blame and now out of all of them he is the one (laughs) breaking down the most which is why she probably picked him to begin with and i can't allow that to sit well with me i just can't that will always be a sticking point and why i just really while hannah baker is a sad case there's an unlikability to both the character and her whole ass family it goes from wanting to kill bryce to wanting to kill himself because he says i can't uh, i can't get her to stop and that's why he's like what do you mean this is the moment where he could have said i've been hearing hannah she's been talking to me whatever the case may be or afterwards when they drove home but no that's not what happened at all and that was rather unfortunate i will say bryce this was a moment in which it was not funny but i laughed when bryce came out on the porch and he's just like the fuck is going on out here <laughs> it's so he's like he didn't even show fear in that moment like he genuinely looked like befuddled like guy you like why are y'all out here <laughs> he didn't even look scared he didn't register that maybe i did something wrong and someone might actually want to kill me for it like that's why i'm like there's something psychologically other than the fact that he's clearly not a good person with bryce because anyone else would have had a whole ass different reaction the first one being fear like holy shit like oh my god what's what's going on even if he's pointed at himself like i'd be like well what the fuck are you doing to yourself why are you doing outside my house and then he was just like i'm gonna call the police (laughs) ever so casually and then justin's like shut the fuck like get like one and i love the way uh justin handled it he did not take his face from clay he knew he was at a bad moment he knew he was anything could push him to the edge in the side and he needed him to be with him in that moment and not even focus on bryce he's just like one second and i will say there's something to the fact even though i guess it doesn't matter but it matters that bryce didn't go inside because he said like fuck y'all i'm going inside he had every right at that moment someone's on my property with a gun rather you deserve to be shot or not getting rid of the problem right then and there that would have been real easy for him and as well as revenge and that's where i just this is like i said it's just a lot with bryce's mentality and uh he finally talks him down he takes the gun from him and i love the way where bryce <laughs> turned around and maybe that's when he said i'm gonna call the police or maybe, no maybe it's before he said something where he's like he clicked he just clocked the gun he was like you're gonna go inside you're gonna pour yourself another glass of whiskey and you're gonna shut the fuck up and not say anything about this and he was like my name is jeff which is why i knew for facts that it wasn't this entire season bryce doing any of this bullying behavior because despite him being an asshole and getting away with all the things he got away with and what we would recognize as somewhat bullying behavior not even that 
that because remember like tyler got beat up and he was like what the fuck or no he actually saw tyler spying on someone and he was like what the fuck are you doing up there now y'all forget that tyler was purposely spying on women that's why i'm like yeah no tyler got problems beyond beyond just i was bullied ain't nobody tell you to get up in a fucking bathroom stall and take pictures of women while they fucking bending over and stretching and shit that's some perverted <laughs> type of uh affliction you got going on there with your camera but yeah there's there's this odd other side of bryce's behavior that made me think that for whatever reason he even said like clay we don't got beef like he didn't come across as the active bullying kind like yeah he'll sit and be nasty and do all these type of things but him being the one that does the actual dirty work so to speak or being vindictive in the way that would require physicality or putting dead rats in like that that was too uh that was too present for rice which is why i knew it had to be monty and we find that out in the next episode entitled the box of polaroids written by Haley tyler and brian yorkie directed by jessica Yu. i gave this one a slight bump an 8.4 out of 10 but we got some conclusion and that really makes me feel like that the season finale is probably going to end in some type of fuckery that i am not quite sure i will get through but the good news is i'll be able to go into the first episode of the next season in that double one so the lift leave me with a cliffhanger but the next episode i'll know what it is and i won't have to wait a whole damn week so seeing bryce and that kid that played bryce the young version played him to perfection i must say especially when he looked at that kid like i'm taking your twinkie that's my twinkie he just gave the the bryce tilt like are you really gonna try this yeah i thought not but seeing him befriend justin who was bullied he's getting beat up on the playground because apparently even in elementary school no teachers were around (laughs) this is just oh i i need to get over it i know audience i know but why (laughs) why but he's getting beat up and uh they say he stinks he's had the same clothes for two days and he tries tells them to leave him alone he he, he goes off like i don't need you to defend me i can take care of myself and then at lunch he's watching the other kids eat because he has no food and that was another moment like really y'all ain't got reduced slash free lunch if you are um you know (laughs) financially impacted in that particular way it could not bring lunch to school where's the cafeteria lady like there's no way in hell a kid would be sitting at a table talking about he ain't got no lunch or he already ate it they'd have to watch him eat lunch Uh uh-uh and if he smelled that bad social security or not social security social services (laughs) social security would be called so y'all can miss me with this dumbass shit that y'all be trying to bring back from 19 maybe 84 this ain't the fucking 80s anymore (laughs) like i think that's maybe where the problem in this whole uh and maybe the writer's room like all these these uh adults in there were not millennials (laughs) they graduated back in 19 (laughs) 
1992. So they talking about shit from their childhood and not what's actually happening. And that's why I will say Euphoria is a much better show. <laughs> much, much better at really encompassing much more the the very suburb very uh lackadaisical parenting <laughs> but in a more realistic tone than this show pretends but it was sweet as much as it was just a bullying moment as well because he straight took that black dude's twinkie but at the same time he's talking shit he's calling names he tries to at first and then you know justin as a young kid having that pride you know he's like oh i ate my lunch okay well let me offer you this sandwich and he's like no because he doesn't want a handout he doesn't want to be pitied and he takes the twinkie to say yeah i'll trade you for a half a twinkie and i really just wanted to like he as a young child really like i can't i just not in my my understanding of children do they start out this young being so absolutely psychopathic unless they like it's rare that a child this young it would have been an absolute uh, manipulation or trying to do something like no this felt as if it was a genuine reaction like this would have been the point in time if someone had gotten to Bryce he would have he showcased personality traits and he still does like even when his best friend clearly monty doesn't call bryce every time he needs the place to stay and every time that justin did like for as warped as bryce is friendship quote-unquote means something to him but he also sees his friends as his family and he wants to take care of them as long as they take care of us i think it'd be definitely morphed into a lot more I'm just judging this one interaction though. I think that their relationship, because they did say they were best friends. It's not that he is a friend, he's a best friend. And he showcases a capacity for empathy. I mean, I'm sure he could have found any foundling out there, but I think there's a lot that connects them. They have absent parents, uh, they have to take care of themselves. The only difference is Bryce has a housekeeper and uh, a checking account that clears. But as far as some type of similar situation, it's a different kind of neglect, but it's still neglect. So I do think that there was this need to take him under his wing to be, I mean, best friend since third grade. That's a long ass time to know someone. And I think finally getting this story from justin's perspective it does go back to what i was saying way earlier in the series not defending the character whatsoever but honing on the idea that this is not something that he himself had saw displayed before and when it was time to confront it he acted in a manner of deep decisiveness even knowing it was wrong and i think even more this episode it showcases what it meant for justin in that moment what it means for justin going forward and what his healing process as well as his admittance to wrongdoing what that journey has been like and i find his journey to be the most profound out of everyone else 
although i know fully well that feeling anger towards this character is even discussed um is not an unjust reaction it just puts so much more emphasis on things like rehabilitation because that's another perspective i keep coming back to is the fact that these are still children yes very close to the adult age but they're still not adults and the i imagine myself at 18 to the point where i was 24 before i even knew what the fuck was going on i, I mean it's easy for us to go <laughs> at this long time away from that moment of oh at 18 they 17 they should know better but you know to catch to that is yeah but we don't sometimes we don't and we do stupid things and some of those things aren't as momentous as what we are seeing however those things are also exasperated by the fact that you have house parties and alcohol being bought by someone that is not an adult you have so many things that are contributing factors to what is also these momentous types of things and i think that goes back to me and mimi's um great discussion from last episode about how do you judge you know what people should know and do versus those moments in life where you put yourself in situations that don't further anything positive for you and i know that that's gonna be so controversial because a lot of people feel that way i can go do the the thing i want to do and not expect to be assaulted not expect to be and that is a right thing to feel i think i stated that last episode too but i also still think that when my child is at home by themselves and they're 17 fucking years old i'm not gonna expect them to be responsible i'm not gonna leave them by themselves and that's where i continue to go back to that because at this point in these children's lives they're still children where the adults need to be the primary factor of responsibility and that's where yeah maybe if Bryce wasn't left alone where anyone can get into his fucking hot tub maybe the the rape would not have occurred maybe that's not to say it wouldn't have I'm saying you have a fucking hot tub and you left your kid alone in a big ass mansion by himself with no and expect him to be someone who was an upstanding guy because you know I was there and made sure it happened not so yeah there's a lot of other factors that go into that outside thing now it's a different thing if you're at college and i think that's where this show too also falls short for me they're trying to tell a college tale and a high school tale and unless you go do it euphoria style (laughs) where the parents are literally trying to put their kids in fucking aa and they just got problems and and you can see the the on and off struggle then no you you really need to put responsibility or have the parents taking responsibility in places where the children really shouldn't just be expected to 
even if you feel like they are like i will trust my daughter with a lot like i know she's a good person wants to do her homework but she still has to show me she did her homework because the minute i stop checking guess what she ain't gonna do her fucking homework accountability is a thing you are going to have to deal with from the time you are 18 to the time you die you don't learn it at 18 you teach them all through and that first person they're accountable to is you the parent and thus when the time they do get to 17 they should be better prepared when in this episode jessica says we're all messed up kids to a certain extent yes because i know the parents have to take some responsibility too and i i know i'm wondering how mimi feels about that scene where the father said at the end of the police station and i'm gonna go all over the place i only think i wrote like two pages of notes uh and he says look young man which (laughs) he stopped saying that but i get it he's a military guy um but he says i'm never gonna forgive you for what you did however it took courage to stick up for what you uh, for what you did today and i know everybody besides jessica (laughs) and maybe the rest of the folks knew that he was going to be held accountable as well and they knew he gave up his own freedom to do the right thing and that does take courage because there are people who don't look at fucking hannah went to her grave without sending a face book message to the person she bullied taking accountability for her actions not telling someone that she was sorry making herself sorry by telling that person you're sorry yeah i'm bitter about that because that's something that needs to be taught for facts i hate when people do that oh well i couldn't oh my sister does that to me all the time my other sister when she's talking to my because i'm like the mediator (laughs) i told you i'm always switzerland but yeah like she'll be like oh i really felt bad about this then tell her why are you telling if you felt bad so much so that you felt the need to tell me like it's on your soul then there's nothing that stops you from picking up the phone or sending a text to say you know what i apologize because if they're gone tomorrow guess what me telling her oh well i just wanted you to know yeah i'm sure that's nice that's well-intentioned but it also speaks of an inaccountability to the person that is deceased and that's just straight up bare facts and i'm not using this as a hateration even against hannah moment that's just i would have felt the same way if it was any character you simply tell the person that you're sorry in that moment especially if you're even thinking like if tony was even half a better friend in that moment i would have said well tell them you should tell them that that's what i would have said to her in that moment and then she probably would have picked up the phone and told her that and literally not had that girl come to her trial and testify against her let me also clarify why i'm on it my choice of word saying that be careful of the situations you put yourself into i can feel why one would be triggered by that because i actually had another really great conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about this show and i brought up that you know something i had i said last episode about what me and uh, mimi were talking about and she really gave me a good caveat she says i understand what you're saying when i was 
elaborating to her because I was heated last episode as well but I was elaborating a little bit further and I do sometimes with my words and I love course correcting and analyzing my own dialogue because clearly I'm a perfectionist and a control freak and it helps my OCD and I I realize um self-love is a real love and emotional intelligence and growth is a very enlightening and actually a really feel-good experience if I'm not literally going out and saying um (laughs) go get the first self-help book and your life will change however as I get older there's an excitement to learning new things and having deeper understandings of not only your experiences but other people's points of view and one thing she was telling me was you're using a terminology uh, that many men have a tendency to use or have used in the past regarding women and about why they got raped or why they did this that was the one thing that was always stated you know well you should have done something it was never the man so that could be a triggering type of sentiment and I completely was like you know what that is absolute fact because I do know in my own history experience that rape uh, the rape of women was something that was hardly prosecuted and it was always based on what you were wearing or why you were doing it was always focused on what your actions were and never what the male's actions were however when I was elaborating she was pointing out and I will (laughs) state and clarify myself is what I mean when I say that term and maybe I should really because actually taking that feedback now I just I know I said it previously and I forgot even then is that as a woman you have to be aware of the particular dangers and your vulnerability and being in large groups isolated with men you also need to be aware of your communication with men uh, and not only just when men in social settings um, you need to be aware of your presence when you're alone not just as a woman as a lone person going out in the world like have basically what we broke it down the word as street smarts i need people to have street smart street knowledge because yes as mimi pointed out i shouldn't have to necessarily not put on my stripper heels tonight because oh my god someone's gonna think i'm a target however if you are going to go out in those stripper heels and you're going to go down to the club make sure that a someone is with you make sure you're in a group at all times watch your drinks you know because people be slipping shit in your drinks that's what i'm trying to put out is that street smart awareness of the fact that this is a problem bad people are out there and they are looking for you it really doesn't and always and that's another point i I myself was like "Mm, it doesn't matter always what you're dressed like that's just one of those particular ones that are easy to go to because 
I've had people, and maybe it's just my town, where they're on the corner dressed like a stripper, and then someone stops by and be like, and they're like, I'm not a damn stripper. But I, I understand that you're offended by that. However, you are standing on the corner very much dressed like a stripper. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be it's gonna be the mindset no matter how wrong it is and unfortunately that's something you have to be cognizant of right i was sitting on the back i was in the back (laughs) i was like girl (laughs) you right on the damn corner looking like a whole ass stripper (laughs) she's my friend i love her but no i mean look look, y'all i'm talking about the uh what do you put the straps right over your titties I said we going to fucking Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> she got on black leather and the titties is just. <laughs> I loved her. I respected her, but I just happened to be sidestep for a moment, and I'll be damned if some disgusting dude. Yeah, he's disgusting, but at the same time, it's not like hookers ain't out there or that they don't particularly dress a certain way. I feel like I'm getting really lost down a rabbit hole, but I just wanted to add a little bit more to context to some of my earlier statements because I don't want to feel or trigger anyone because that is a very valid point using the same type of word play that many men have used to mitigate the terrible things that have happened to women. I mean, women men doesn't matter when you go out in the world you also need to realize especially if you drinking or doing anything that there are dangers and perils out there and you simply just have to be smart have fun but be smart cover your basis that's why we got uber or lyft fucking i was driving um and this last side story in the jeep i kid you not my sister got a fucking knife right on the side i said oh snap she ready <laughs> she, she ready she i mean that's what it is she's like hey i have to drive it gets dark at night at fucking five o'clock i i gotta you know i gotta walk through this whole ass parking lot ain't no cameras yeah i'm gonna have me a little knife all right um back to the episode because i felt like we got sidetracked for a really long time um justin is coy but eventually shows uh the pick and we saw Bryce definitely sent it around um, in regards to the night he spent with Hannah. Because that more to the story part. Like, for even that he had to ask Clay. Like, um, there's more to the story. But more to the story it didn't do anything. Like, come on now. <laughs> Considering he just saved your life, as you pointed out in this very episode. <sighs> He's like, uh, I just don't want you to start hating me again. That just broke my damn heart. It really did. Because it's not as if him and Clay Jensen started off the series as friends in any respect. Actually, they were the first two people that were absolute enemies. And yet, and yet, the fact that he sent them that text and said, I need you. Justin wants to be needed. And he really is there for, like, look at his loyalty to play immediately his loyalty so imagine bryce getting that type of person on his side it's oh in a moment in which i did not hate hannah baker 
she actually did a really nice thing and she wasn't annoying at all even though those frumpy ass dresses she be wearing <laughs> they really be trying to set her up as a particular person and i don't know i don't know how i feel about that but she was very kind to him in this moment he came over and said you know after their one first date this boy's so damn tired that he just passed all the way out she got him some ice and the next day rice saw that she was driving or he was walking and he wouldn't let it go so he knew he had to tell him something and in a moment of cowardness he straight up uh showed the the photo and then we saw the rest of that what i didn't notice previously seeing this scene was zach's ass holding justin back from bryce sending the photo i wish they didn't show me that (laughs) that's when they clearly didn't know what they were going to do with zach and they were just using old footage but that's exactly what he was doing um when he's on the stand the prosecution basically points out that he's unreliable because he did heroin but he sticks to his guns he raped her she was starting to go unconscious they talk about how he did not do anything he's pretty grilled about why he didn't do anything after the fact like why didn't you call the police i thought i was going to but i realized that like if i did everything like i have you ever been in a momentous moment where you literally freeze and then you do stupid shit to try to now because i've never actually went that far down (laughs) i've been to the moment where i've frozen and i know that something like okay for example finding out you're pregnant like that walk back to the car is the scariest most (laughs) momentous uh 10 15 don't even fucking know how many steps it is getting back in your car that moment you pick up the phone and you call the father of said child do you remember what you felt in your stomach and i'm not sure i don't think everyone probably felt the same some probably was like oh yeah this is so happy okay unplanned pregnancy (laughs) we gonna go real real okay i'm talking about 16 and pregnant okay i wasn't 16 but let me tell you i was 26 and i felt like i was 16 i was scared to tell my own damn fucking mother and i ain't live in her house for like 10 years okay clearly that's an exaggeration but i moved out at 18 so eight (laughs) there are moments in your life in which you are completely doused with the sheer enormity of how this moment is going to change your life forever and i believe justin sitting outside that door when he said i don't know there's something to me about when a character and i know i'm I'm, people are like you so empathetic to justin well fuck y'all he really had a shitty story (laughs) they really did the most of explaining better than almost anyone else well a few others on um why he did the things in which he did they were all organic even in their wrongness and that's not a word but i can't think of another one right now 
and so him saying i don't know at that moment it's like you don't have a word for that like why didn't you call the police there's too many things that made me stop in that moment yes fear but also just complete mind numbing like this is something that's deep it's hor- like imagine the moment before you saw someone choking to death and then the moment before you never saw someone choking to death those are two different lenses in which you've walked through life right um people who go through mass shootings or things like that these are traumatic experiences even if it wasn't necessarily happening to him it was happening to his girl and he was unable to do anything in that moment and it was happening to someone who had practically been taking care of him and he's leached onto since he was fucking in third grade like that is a massive tidal wave coming at you over and over again and sometimes you just drown and you sink to the bottom that's what happened to justin and after that point he just went fell flat on the bottom of the surface never to be resurfaced again until clay got him off of that street and that's not even to say i mean i don't i'm really uh, and i know mimi's already trashed it but this whole i'm addicted to heroin shit (laughs) and then and then um you you ain't we ain't seen you in no type of recovery except in fucking clay's bedroom that is not how it works whatsoever and they should really um be ashamed of themselves for trying to portray it that such way like no and then there's one thing to say you're addicted it's not it's another thing to say yeah um and i don't and i i really wanted him to say yeah and i started doing heroin after my girlfriend got raped by my best friend (laughs) i wanted him to say those exact words like okay you're trying to he kept stumbling because i get it they he was she was going hard on him and this is definitely not the one you go hard on and he he's he breaks very easily but he stood his ground and he did not shrivel like clay did (laughs) while clay talked about how everybody else (laughs) don't be showing up i'm like bitch you failed too but he did not fail he did it he stuck to this gun he said he raped her the the jury they quote unquote wasn't buying it and i'm like um why would he need to lie he's he's a heroin addict yes (laughs) that let's take that but like i said like i really thought the dentist could have did a better job on recross or re-examination to be quite frank and the first question i would have asked on recross was when did you start doing heroin and why did you start doing heroin because just because that bitch did not and yes i actually went to um let me tell y'all story i swear to god this is gonna be like four hour long podcast a story about when we had trial classes in high schools one of the it was not debate it was literally you had to play prosecution or defense what is the fucking class name i don't even know now but we it got to the point where you could do a mock trial downtown and i was so excited about it because you were given the the thing like i committed so fucking hard to this assignment 
like y'all i mean i was coming in i ain't gonna say johnny cochran because he know what he did but if anyone was gonna get away with murder that day <laughs> and i was for the defense it would have happened however i was for the prosecution and let me tell y'all i mean i was bringing up shit in through the tech like my teacher was looking at me like damn girl you get this a plus so much so that i was chosen for the school to represent them in this mock trial with other schools all the way downtown they was gonna be in the in the courthouse and everything why in gym that day now i never fucking participate in gym what was gym um me sitting on the bench they playing 96.5 radio station and everybody doing what the fuck they wanted that was gym but this day this bitch was like oh we got a softball game you have to play softball to get your a i'm like damn the one time i gotta do something in fucking gym all right then i jump into my shorts we playing softball hell i'm even having fun but let me kick this off let me do is it softball or kickball it was kickball i'm kicking that ball i got and of course as i stated previously i'm a perfectionist and a control freak and i like to win and it was fun so i was like oh we winning and then here i come the winning is like the last down to the wire right it's just like in the movies and i got the ball and i gotta get it to the goalie and i got like 20 seconds to get it there and i'm like oh shoot look it slide to the left slide to the right slide to the front slide to the back i kicked that ball let me tell y'all i hit that ball i kicked that ball in the goal but in my eagerness i somehow fell and fucked my leg all the way up all the way by the time i got back to the locker room i was like oh i think i just it's just a little bit hurting really bad i got to the front of the building where there is like 45 steps and there's my mom sitting there in her car because she was called to pick me up because i had to go to the nurse and she was hella pissed that she had to leave the house to come pick me up because <laughs> this was her before work time and now that i'm a parent i feel it however by this time i was hobbling what did they say i um sprain oh it was something with uh, uh i fucked myself up <laughs> just some weird ass injury that no one else would ever get but my one time participating ass would of course and i'm like this is why i don't fucking participate in gym mrs wingerwood <laughs> i don't even know that's her real name but her unsympathetic ass i'm like um i can't get down the steps you better stop playing <laughs> she thought i was faking it she really did she thought i was being melodramatic because she knew me so well she's like i know you's a bitch and that probably is all types of fine i said mama i'm telling you i can't bend my leg <laughs> she made me hobble all down them 50 fucking steps she didn't even get out the fucking car she didn't open the damn door <laughs> then i get home and then finally finally where i'm like look this shit is so swollen she come back she's like oh shit you might actually need to go to the doctor seven hours later she took me to the damn hospital <laughs> that's my gym story i hope you enjoyed
even know where that story came from or where I was going with it, but <laughs> the closing arguments begin to happen. Clay is like, we got to do something. And I'm sorry, is this Bryce rape case or is this the case of the school culpability and Hannah's suicide? Because I feel as if both the plot, the bakers, well, the baker, and even Dennis to a certain extent, he said i could follow at dinner i'm sure he probably like bitch this client like, i'm trying to win for her i feel so bad but we lost because we had jack shit because we kept chasing a criminal case instead of the one we presented before this courtroom <laughs> i really don't want to talk about the trial until we get to the end because quite frankly it was not the most compelling thing about this episode uh the coach is definitely shady and i really felt like they missed the whole angle with him only getting more insidious in the third act threatening bryce like i need this shit to go away i bet you the polaroids i told you to be responsible that's another person that told me hey let me go ahead and give you the keys to the shed they're talking about subpoenas and court and warrants and shit of course because you gave the combination like yes this particular coach needs to be brought in as an accessory to the rapes and now while that made that that civil suit now that is probably going to get pushed through and that's what they tried to tell her in the first place because she kept saying i don't want the money from the school or for but at the same time you was not going to get them to say they was to blame for something at least with the school thing on hannah's suicide when honestly they weren't they got other shit going on (laughs) but hannah's suicide is not one of them tyler is a pathological liar because the principal brings him in and they are basically trying to act like he's being targeted but i can't feel like the principal is targeting him when he does things to make himself said target did you or did you not vandalize school property yes yes you did did you or did you not blackmail one marcus yes i did did you or did you not continue to bring up uh doing more things to other people like zach that really didn't deserve it just because he was mean to you and then marcus who already got what he was supposed to like why were you going for round two he got what he got coming you did what he needed you don't want revenge anymore you want something a lot more permanent (laughs) you want to put bullets in people and you thought you had a sidekick in cyrus and i think he really was his friend until he realized and then he tried to like warn him like unless the stuff you said on the tape was real well guess what you didn't read his testimony you didn't read his testimony like i felt as if cyrus should have thought a little bit harder (laughs) about allowing his sister to date him in the first place granted it's her choice however the way in which the parents are all like my kid's a good kid it's the cyrus kid he's the one that's steering him cyrus did not shoot a gun until he met tyler tyler has a whole thing of guns in his room like cyrus if he was a better uh, not oh i should say a worse friend he should have told that information but i don't think he showed him the guns in his room he just showed him he had a gun yeah he had it in the backpack right i think that's what he did he told his daddy everything because like 
<laughs> and and I like I thought it was really interesting in the divorce that the dad got custody because that hardly ever happens unless some shit went down. But they are telling him he needs to be in behavior class, and I'm like, it's it's accurate. And then he goes, well, a whole bunch of people got beat in the hallway, and this school did nothing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was a fight not a gang initiation justin struck first and cyrus and his friends actually did something while you sat there and took fucking photos and that's why you're just an enabler and yeah that's why you have psychological problems so him saying you need to go to a behavior class before you can come back to school yeah that sounds about right no matter if the other person is doing it for maybe revenge purpose i don't even know if it's that petty at that point but they they try to make me i'm just not gonna play i need to be real petty no you vandalized the fucking school property and then you're so fucking stupid you posted the picture online (laughs) that's on you my friend cyrus don't want to be friends with him anymore because he a posted the picture online and that was a completely ignorant thing to do and he the way i felt he did it too was in a revenge mode and then mckenzie even apologizes to him like i didn't mean for everyone to hear about you jizzing it earlier i told one friend to try to understand she's a bitch she told everyone else i am coming to you though even though you humiliated me and called me names to apologize for me uh saying something to a friend and they betrayed my trust i'm still taking the time to apologize to you never mind you didn't really apologize to me at all you keep apologizing to cyrus i don't think he's just good with girls i don't think that's just something that's meant for him in his life particularly at this moment because he needs to work on a lot of other things and the one thing is he definitely has a vengeful streak very vengeful streak and he's like did he tell you it's his idea but you was co-signing come on now stop trying to put that's the same thing well he wanted the same thing he told his parents he gives that oh well i'm the victim look and he expects everyone no he's using that to also manipulate and that's why he is a dangerous person yes should be put in some fucking classes (laughs) then the scene afterwards was cyrus's dad being like uh because he didn't get he got suspended and he got expelled and he's like well why did my son get expelled because he's sitting here not taking any responsibility and cyrus actually came to me and actually said hey i did it i will take the punishment for it however (laughs) you know he 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 put himself in front he got ahead of the school finding the photo online and addressing him with it which was the smart thing to do like if you caught then you caught the only thing you could do at that point is tell your parents and do the time and that's what that's where cyrus and him were never the same they're not the same people and that's where tyler thought that they would like no one ever does anything no one ever does anything he wants to do things but he takes it too far and even cyrus tells him like that was just talking shit everyone talks shit that's the thing that people in life do it is the the correct social uh guidance from the time you're in youth tells you how to navigate these interactions to the fact that he knows like yeah doing childish pranks and shit 
even vandalism which is actually a crime however these are small punk type of juvenile crimes it's not to the extent that um other people are doing even though wait because anyone not talk about i thought cyrus did the thing with putting his nude picture on a nude photo on um that gay site but i don't know who did that now it seems like it was not cyrus but yeah the fact that the dad tried to come up to tyler and say hey i want to talk to you because you're a good kid and i don't want this like i noticed something in you that your parents clearly don't because they're like what are you talking about your kid influenced him badly and he said oh yeah well we went to counseling or whatever like he's trying to be vulnerable to allow himself to open up and tyler takes that as a moment to bully cyrus and to be aggressive and when (laughs) the father's like yeah he has an anger problem yeah i'm glad you guys got to see this and when you got home you didn't talk about how he's a good boy but it seems as if they did not have that conversation they probably are with themselves (laughs) but they're not talking to their son and that is not good so for once clay and the crew have a plan for monty they get scotty involved apparently though uh what's his name justin is not the only kid that is abused and uh well he might be abused in a different kind of way because there's neglect i'm not sure if there's any physical abuse like he says i get involved with the the boyfriend seth a lot and all of her other boyfriends like he's there to protect his mom he takes the beatings and he's not taken care of whereas monty is physically abused and he says dad came at me with the hammer this time jesus fucking christ now i have noticed in the past that monty has had bruises however i did not really relate them to anything because he kept getting in so many fights (laughs) that i figured they were just leftover bruises however this definitely explains that the apple does not fall far from the tree now is it rather convenient to have a bully be someone who is also like seriously bullied A a little rather convenient especially as you already have one particular story arc that is exploring that but because there are the differences between them and because there's 150 students and it's not if not 1200 it's not out of the realm of possibility that home lives are not matching up with the pretty uh the pretty picture it paints outside so yeah he apparently when he needs to escape his father is homeless on the street sleeping in a tent a place only scotty knows apparently he also can skip school whenever he wants to but when you call home and home's like well what do you want me to do about that i guess what can you do except i don't know call social services monty said fuck y'all i ain't telling y'all shit when they all decide to gang up on him i was (laughs) chuckling when he was like yeah clay fuck you tony oh shit but he still was talking that like i'm not giving up the polaroids because they know he stole them oh let's go back to that part the fact that clay put the polaroids in the back of his fucking car man you know what i'm tired of you i'm tired of this shit what is wrong with this child tell me i didn't know where to put him not in my locker i don't know how about the fucking trunk how about that 
Not in the back seat where anyone can look in your non-tinted windows and see what's that. Not when you flaunting all over fucking campus that you got the deets. Like you were busted. They know. Because Olivia Baker can't keep shit to herself and wait until they actually have a fucking case instead of running off on every fucking new lead. Let everyone else know that we know about the clubhouse. Like damn. (laughs) Y'all be pissing me off sometimes. And that was just the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Would you put cash in the backseat? No. You would put it in your pocket or you find someone else secure to put it. Who said you needed to put it in your fucking car? what's wrong with your home okay sure someone broke into your home before i don't know talk to your parents put it in the safe i don't understand why you don't have adult supervision or involved in this whole damn situation anywho now i'm done with that rant because <laughs> i forgot all about that until they just mentioned the polaroids he said i ain't telling y'all shit alex pulls out a gun bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that justin who has seen two white breads that feel like they would never hurt a fly carrying glocks in the last two days <laughs> it's like so where did you get the weapon and here we go he didn't even look away from his face. Monty gave it to me. Guess what? He gave me a bullet too. So this bitch is armed. <laughs> Sidebar, why is Clay in a cardigan in a gang stomp? additional sidebar why was that looking so tasty in this episode <laughs> i hate you mimi i was not sexualizing any of these characters now you had me looking at him like mm. kevin is terminated and doesn't even waste a half a blink he's like oh okay so i had this box sitting here waiting i got only two fucking things to put in here um oh okay you don't want this shit to happen again here's a list of kids that got flagged uh why don't you try to check in with them every day if not once a week because they're gonna need it and they really was putting it on so thick because we ain't seen shit to this point i'm sorry don't treat me like i'm ignorant it offends me but he tosses it down like fuck that i ain't worried about it and that's just it, it it's so even inconsistent with what he just did that the person who was directing this moment i felt as if he was supposed to have taken them and then they was like oh hey wait 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 wait. we need to uh make sure and then he just held uh they was like okay take two we gonna have you put them down because there was really nothing leading up to him being like oh okay these are the problem children fuck that i don't care even in the moment he could have i don't know bragged <laughs> i mean at that point he's fired they don't have to have a professional courtesy relationship and yet he's saying to him you know fuck that noise you talking about you don't have the money the resources whatever the case may be but you know the coach is getting twice that maybe i wasn't given the appropriate what did he say training for this position or something to that effect he was he was saying a lot of real shit and i was appreciating and it felt like he was taking it in the principal and then to put have him put that down it just was like really really you insulted my intelligence once again alex and the gun drive monty out into the middle of nowhere he then takes the gun from him 
after it's clear alex is not going to shoot him in that moment because he probably feels really bad about his at home situation (laughs) and unlike justin he is indeed cruel and will do whatever bryce needs him to do because he says is it worth it and he flat out admits i don't have friends the team is the only family i have i am going to back him in the way that justin is not going to back him okay my friends are rapists fine i accept that as a reality hell he was fucking there so i i even if he was not himself incriminated he's going to make sure that bryce is the only thing that he has going for him and he's not going to lose it then bryce is really in the fucking library sulking (laughs) when chloe shows up and i shouldn't laugh but oh it seems like this is just like oh jesus christ he's just like um do you believe me i'm a good person chloe you in for a rude awakening girl talking about i love you say you love me he is someone that does not feel loved at all that was not something given to him and i think also another side effect of that is some people when they are not loved and they have all that privilege and things that other people want they use that as a way to get them to love them back it's it buying their affections um and that's equally sad that he feels the need to do that because she's like i sent you 10 text messages she is so stupid uh <laughs> i'm sorry i i get she does not want to admit that it happened to her but to disregard literally everything including what you yourself did by not by taking like that was another 180 on a character that just did i even point out that she testified and say stated that the rape didn't occur that she wanted sex because that's the story he told her with them glasses still in the courtroom (laughs) i cannot deal he even had it at the end i was like why is those glasses like i would have knocked them glasses right off I will say that fucking hallmark moment at the end when they go to Jessica's door and convince her to report to police. Wow, did I not need that at all. It was not emotional for me because it was like, okay, everything else has failed. You have to step up. You're the you're our last hope and we can sugarcoat it all we want on how we're going to be there for you. But <laughs> um, So she finally goes to, to the police. She can report the crime justin also reports the crime as a witness uh alex shaking justin's hand that was a big moment the way everyone was there even courtney who ain't spoke to nobody in 15 years ain't done nothing really but sit on the sidelines but i'm allow it tyler having nothing in his room is a dead giveaway that he's a psychopath is what i said in my notes before i get to the last big thing on how we ended the episode let's backtrack just a little bit and talk about justin and clay the new bromance that i didn't know i needed and i'm gonna need for the jensen's to adopt justin just gonna throw that out there and by the way they ended the episode maybe that is something that had been discussed because i love when they both come in in matching gray shirts that was beyond adorable (laughs) and then he's like hey mom and he's like hey mrs jensen they both said it at the same time again adorable 
she comes in and says hey an argument that was mostly involving me and my husband you got involved with i i don't know how i feel about this because as far as i'm concerned clay and then she was like do you trust me for now no tape around his body y'all clay couldn't be my child he couldn't Mm-mm. <laughs> i did laugh when they was talking about the priuses <laughs> i laughed so freaking hard he was like <laughs> your mom's gonna follow in her prius and we'll drive your prius <laughs> but um i love what she said like hey Dennis is nice, but he does not have your best interests at heart. I need to talk to you as your attorney because I'm doing this shit pro bono and you're being called to testify and I need to tell you the reality of the situation because that motherfucker is not. And then she says, because Clay was like, well, you know, I want to know. She was like, oh, well, I don't want to keep secrets. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry you once again starting this off on the wrong foot you do not owe your son anything he owes you so much more you have from the beginning trying to actually get him the psychological help he may need or medication help he may need let's just not go back to the parents and how much they just really need to stop writing them like this she uh says that he can share afterwards but that's up to him and i love that it's i'm your i'm his attorney we have confidentiality if i'm to represent him or look out for his best interests he has to trust me first this has nothing to do with you son so back the fuck up because this is what attorneys do when their job and you don't seem to have any respect for that but you like to enjoy the prius that i pay for anyhow we find out at this moment i knew i just happened i just knew that justin was probably going to face some legal consequences in regards to this and that's what she was discussing and what he was not going to tell clay about because she did say it's up to him to tell you and i love the moment with the tie he was like i saw you at the game you had a tie on bryce always put together my ties Uh, you know it just so much that he didn't know he was being taken care of and i think that is really showcasing that relationship in a different way that yeah it's so easy to say yeah just turn on your friend he did something terrible yes but those emotional connections are still those emotional connections it's the same and and i know people are going to say it's different but tell the heart what love is and what it isn't it's not going to tell you hey this unless it's between like your boo thing and your child yes your child comes first (laughs) that's a whole different kind of love but it's not to say you can cut or annex a relationship just because something is so horribly wrong look at um friends who know other friends and they commit a crime you know depending on how serious the crime is now to the victim they might be like well fuck 
they're a horrible person they did this thing but to the friend like look how many people are friends with tony tony beat a man took half his face she told kayla by the way and kayla was like i love you or did i misread that i don't know what the fuck was going on i couldn't even fully understand if caleb was saying that his father beat him but uh they left it real awkward because <laughs> he got a text about the uh the trial i hope they break up i like caleb a lot and for some reason i just think tony's not good enough for him <laughs> he's good enough for ryan but he's not good enough for caleb speaking of gay ships alex and zach When they were looking for Monty and he was like, I just told him I did P- PT. He looked so hurt. He's like, but I do PT with you. It was a lie. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that scene. But I know I'm all over the place and oh my God, I'm at two hours, two whole damn hours. And we even got into the feedback, but we do get to the end. We get the, uh, also the scene once again where uh justin is allowed into the circle the verdict is red they lose everyone's sad which i don't understand because a criminal case and the case in which is being prosecuted are two separate things and since we just went to the police station and we know that we did that um (laughs) i don't know i guess for hannah justice for hannah but like i said y'all all all was wrong on that part all of you like this y'all uh, no this is exactly how it should have went and went down i didn't even listen to her talking to the reporters i literally skipped over olivia baker because whatever she was gonna say i didn't want to hear it but then and i just was that because i was skipping through it i was about to just move on i was like if this bitch gives us a, a whole thing i'm not about to watch it and i see that bryce gets arrested by alex's daddy I don't know why that was a petty move but i felt it was a petty move even though the things are absolutely i mean they're connected they're very much connected because we also like i said i think that they were both in the room it could have stopped the rape of hannah and that's what he was trying to remember all this time they gave it to him at the literal last second to point where he couldn't do any good with it not even go up and testify so yeah he couldn't testify anyway because his doctor said yeah no but then as they're being arrested and then justin gets arrested and she's like justin no and he's like it's okay jessica because he knew it was coming and then clay was saying the same thing mom you have to help him he saved my life that's when i would have said um what (laughs) what do you mean he saved your life need to explore that okay sure i'm gonna help him she because she's like yeah i'm his lawyer i know exactly i told him this he decided not to tell you this because he didn't want y'all to feel bad for him right y'all would have been trying to captain save fucking justin in the next moment and he wanted to be strong and do it and not have anyone talk to him or know that he was doing this particular thing and the fact that he didn't say oh i'm making this sacrifice shows such a like i said a maturity that he can be rehabilitated back into society and possibly be a productive member of society going forward because there's the crime there's the trial there's the sentencing but then there's also what happens next and a lot of people don't focus on the what happens next part 
and that's why we have so many repeat offenders or offenders that start in one direction and then move to another direction in crime because once we write it once they are criminals we write them off and i can't say there's not a what's the word i'm looking for there's not a pre premise maybe yeah right premise for that reasoning or thinking however it is a problem in the justice system that is very neglected and it, it's the worst when it comes to these children that commit crimes and that could possibly like think of your whole life if you live to be 90 the thing you did at 18 or 19 even if you got 20 30 years of a jail sentence and that's not even what i believe we all agree he deserves is a 20-year sentence bryce does but even so he's 18 that's still 20 years in which he comes out and he's still a young man what happens next do we try to help that person do we try or do we just give up on them and label them that's a a huge conversation and discussion that i think is always missing in a lot of media but it's also missing in a lot of general conversation and it is something that i always do think about because I think just probably watching a lot of law and order shows and stuff like that particularly law and order svu and those more sensitive like story arcs involving adolescents that there does need to be a conversation about it and if they are allowing for justin to be the voice or the poster child behind that having that conversation then i really like or i should say i already do like the way in which they are portraying the character then they had to have fucking olivia baker hug her and say we did it shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up fucking hate that girl god that is the perfect segue to the feedback I am just gonna sit back relax and hear what mimi has to say if you want to get in on this the roast of olivia baker hannah baker clay jensen or any other part of this discussion you know to hit us up at blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can send it via audio or you can send it in written format let's jump into what i'm sure is going to be a hilarious tirade Woo child, I tell you, these last two episodes of 13 Reasons Why, I can't even. I, I wrote so many notes, like, just listen, just, just listen, listen to this. You got those pages, I, whew, I just want you to be ready, because this is probably going to be long, because it was just too much happening. <laughs> so this is my feedback for 13 Reasons Why, episodes uh, 11 and 12 of season two 11 and 12 yeah i think i had more to say about episode 12 i i didn't really write where one ended and one began i just was scribbling things down as it happened so you just don't have to bear with me there's a lot of notes oh look oh wait i did write okay okay 
so let's do this okay let's go ahead and get this in i'm already a minute in and i haven't said anything but i just want you to know i have a lot to say so um the first thing i talked about like because just the way that the episode 11 unfolded we see hannah and bryce and we see like i wouldn't say that they were in a relationship but they definitely went out on at least two dates that we know of now we know towards the end that bryce kind of manipulated what really happened to make it look more like hannah was the the crazy one but the fact that she actually hung out with him like why wasn't that on the tapes and the fact that it was left out i do feel like that's just proof that she's very manipulative we knew that already but that just proved it it wasn't that anything bad happened why couldn't she bring that up like why couldn't she say you know you made me think you were a nice guy like you befriended me when i first moved here and you seem pretty genuine but you're a piece of shit like why not put that up there like bryce this is this tapes for you i want you to know that you fooled me but i know you i see you like why not why not do it like that why did she have to just literally omit that thing just she just omitted it and it really it really irritated me in my notes i talked about cyrus and uh tyler like in episode 11 it just seemed like he was I don't know like just unfair unfairly isn't the right word I guess he was just very he was very bully-esque type of thing with Tyler and it's just ironic because like they're trying to like you know damn the man and all that stuff but you're kind of acting like them you're with all of your goss friends (laughs) Tyler's the only one that's the outsider like he's like looking at him standing next to uh cyrus is him and his goth friends you could see it was a vast contrast between the two of them like they're completely two different people and i don't know if tyler was trying to be more badass than he really was or if cyrus kind of helped bring that out of him i I, i'm not sure but that whole relationship shouldn't have never been it was just it they shouldn't have even known each other like they made each other worse and that was a given but i will say um Cyrus wasn't a fool he could tell that Tyler was crazy so he wasn't about to drag him when he realized that that motherfucker was losing his shit like in episode uh 12 when he posted that picture and he saw how like clearly how delusional Tyler was or how I guess enraged he was and how he was willing to do whatever it took he was like yeah i'm gonna just tell this man whatever he wants no we're cool we're cool and tyler a fool to believe him but that's a whole different topic in itself um and i will say one thing in my notes that i was gonna start dragging him about but they course corrected pretty quickly was then they were like we can't we can't tell jessica this i was like y'all need to stop lying to her lying to jessica is what got us in this mess in the first place so i was glad that they finally told her the truth and then they told her the truth like straight up that was that was a good good for for their relationship because i don't think her psyche could have handled any more of them telling of of them withholding information from her so i was glad that they you know took it upon themselves to tell her the truth i'm trying to go in order of my notes so i could just not miss anything um the other thing i want to talk about was a damn fight oh lord have mercy that was the most ridiculous thing i ever seen now i could see a fight between bryce and justin uh starting because you know they used to be best friends and um 
they're looking like they're acting just tough in the hallway and then they start fighting okay but I grew up in a suburban school and it was probably I'm gonna say maybe 55% white and then there was like five to ten black people throughout the whole school I can't we're very very small number um there was a small number of uh Asian Pacific Islanders and Asians um and then uh South Asians East Asians but the other percentage of the majority would have been Mexican so I don't know if that was the reason why they decided to have security in the hallway but we had straight they weren't like mall cops they were straight up police officers they just were worked at the school like I don't know if that was their like day job or second job I know that they were police officers though like they legit worked for the police but they were in the school they had guns they had pepper spray they had clubs like you will you could get you could have got shot like they literally carried around guns and the teachers also helped break up fights but there was always at least I would say in the like when we had like transition periods or when school was getting out the teachers stood outside their classroom in the hallway because I'm assuming they they know that's when a lot of shit goes down but the fact that there was like no security at this school I I've never like I I knew rich kids because they just went to school with me so I can only speak about the suburb I lived in it was it's in Illinois maybe you know uppity maybe in California it's different I wouldn't I would assume schools just in general have police officers or at least security just because if I was a teacher and I see a whole brawl fight break out y'all y'all don't pay me enough to get in the middle of this I would be like kids stop stop I'll get a hose I'll pull a fire alarm I you know I'll call the cops but I'm not about to jump in the middle of some big ass grown-ass athletes fighting so that I could get hurt too y'all don't pay me enough for that so I could see the teachers not getting in the middle but the fact that like the during that entire brawl all them students it I don't know I would say maybe it was 30 kids it was a pretty good amount it was a lot and they were all boys I saw we saw um the counselor the fucking baseball coach and then some random guy wearing a suit like who knows he's probably a science teacher who knows that was it the first of all I don't know no counselor that's gonna be in the middle of a fight like that's not my job I don't get paid enough for this and most of the counselors I knew were women but <laughs> that in itself was ridiculous like why is there three teachers in this whole ass school and why are they fighting and nobody's breaking it up it's just stupid but the most ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous part about this fight was Clay's dumbass. Like, he literally went after Bryce. He beat the shit out of you in season one to the point where you literally were pooping out blood. Like, you had internal GI issues that resulted in you hemorrhaging and pooping out blood. Why would you fight him? Fight someone that you thought maybe you could win, you know? Or fight someone that someone else is fighting so y'all can double team him. Like, seriously, Clay? You got your ass whooped like three episodes ago. What are you doing? And better yet, why his parents don't notice that he keep they son keep getting his ass whooped? When he kept falling off his bike and having head injuries and gaping wounds on his forehead, they didn't notice. 
Like for y'all to be attentive, sometimes y'all real stupid. And she's a lawyer and he's a, a college professor. Like it really bothers me that they be acting stupid. Y'all are very educated people. You're not dumb. Like get your shit together. <sighs> what else? Um, uh, I thought it was crazy that Monty saw what Bryce did to Hannah. It doesn't surprise me that he wouldn't say anything though, because this bro code, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. They're all athletes. And it looks as though Bryce is the best person on the team. And as shitty as it sounds, if Bryce goes down and goes to jail, y'all going to lose even more. And from what we saw in episode 12, Monty's life is just as shitty as Justin. So he didn't have, he, he was like, look, I need this. I need this team to do good. I need us to go far. I need scouts to come see me because I need to get away from these people I live with. I need to do better. So his whole, the whole scenario does not surprise me at all. Uh, the other thing I wrote down was just about Justin. Just everything about the way he acts now is different. And I don't know, maybe it's from, you know, having parents that, that care about him, you know, living with uh, Clay and his family. Maybe that's making him different until who he should have been. Um, he just he just acts like even the way he like walks around is different. He almost seems a little shy, but he just he's he acts different when I see him walking like walking next to clay it almost looks like they switch personalities if that makes sense clay's walking around like a fucking train wreck like he and that just goes to show you some people no matter how much um privilege they have they're gonna have some type of mental health disorder and it's just that's just them like like on that like looking at clay from the perspective of he has caring parents his parents have money he's a white man in america <laughs> you know like his stress level for hannah doesn't make sense like i found myself liking him less and less as these two episodes progress i'm just gonna go ahead and get into play because i already did the leeway and it, it's gonna they're gonna like mirror into each other because i just clay was getting on my nerve like his whole like I feel like everyone is pressuring I shouldn't say everyone Clay is pressuring Jessica and Hannah's mom is pressuring Jessica to come forward because they want Bryce to pay for raping Hannah but first of all Hannah's dead she can't say she raped her she had a chance to go into the to tell someone and she didn't and now if jessica testifies then bryce can get in trouble for that so it'll be just as good and it, it's just it's irritating that everyone is so focused on like the rape of everything like that they're not understanding that the school isn't responsible for this not like hannah killing herself was a multitude of things it was a lot of things and as we keep going through this we see that nobody knew hannah hannah kept a lot of herself to her a lot of her personality herself and i'm not saying that she didn't have a right to do that but that's not the school's fault um clay you know his breakdown in front of bryce's house was just so i don't want to like i don't want to say unnecessary like it was just ridiculous like as soon as him he was there with Tyler and they were shooting the guns I was like this cannot end well like I just it bothers me that he's sitting there talking to 
an entity that's not there and nobody's saying anything about it it's he's clearly having some type of mental breakdown to the point where he's having hallucinations and delusions and nobody seems to give a crap um and if it wasn't for justin following him i guess realizing what he was going to do he was we were supposed to believe that he was going to take the gun tyler gave him go to bryce's house and shoot him because not because he raped jessica was because he raped hannah and hannah didn't like him and like that at all like i don't know that whole storyline in itself irritated the shit out of me like it really really pissed me off like i just found myself disliking him so much more over and over and over and over again every every second into the episode like the further we got in the more ridiculous it got he just he was doing too much and it it was bothersome like i literally wrote in here like i hate him so much like i really don't like you anymore clay you are a hot mess and for no reason like i feel like it's not warranted i i don't know maybe i'm just not understanding something maybe i'm missing the point maybe i don't comprehend exactly why clay is supposed to be going through so much where he would i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna kill bryce myself oh no i'm gonna kill myself like why are you going through so much internal turmoil because a girl that you quote unquote love which you couldn't have you didn't even know her killed herself to the point where now you want to kill yourself and just a side note that's exactly what the principal said and you were saying we should be able to talk about suicide look what's talking to suicide look what it's doing to everyone this whole school is a hot fucking mess and they all need to just they just need to burn that school down and start over because they're all trash every last one of them the teachers ain't no teachers around the baseball team and the football team i guess because bryce just do everything just be running around amok and we already learned we knew from the beginning but now we got confirmation that the coach knew and he don't give a shit and that doesn't surprise me unfortunately in this society women being raped just doesn't seem to care doesn't seem to do anything for most men some men it takes them having a daughter to realize that sexual assault is is not okay touching someone's private area without their permission is a problem and to me why does it take you having a daughter for you to know that that's an issue like it shouldn't it's not it's not rocket science it shouldn't click because someone did that to your daughter like you should have known that already goes back to what i said if you teach these boys what consent means and what yes and no means not even just teach your children just in general maybe we wouldn't have this issue still going on in the almost 22nd century um, now I, I, I'm, I'm, before I go to the drag of the century, I want to talk about um, episode 12 because we, we begin the scene with like little baby versions of Justin and Bryce. And I just want to know what kind of, what kind of teachers and what kind of school system does this school have? Because we have baby Justin, well, he's like, they're in third grade. So what is that? Eight years old. He's got bruises on his face bruises on his face he's dirty clearly has not taken a shower he smells and he's angry those three things are the holy trinity of a child abuse and neglect and ain't nobody in the school noticed like this little boy is so dirty that he stinks so he's clearly wearing the same clothes over and over again now granted it doesn't take much for an eight-year-old to be stinky because they go outside and play but his clothes are visibly dirty 
and the other little boy says he stinks so nobody's around to make him take a shower or a bath or to change his clothes he's getting hit in the face clearly they're not even trying to hide the fact they're abusing him and he has anger issues and nobody noticed this nobody called the social services no one pulled him into the office and and talked to him it took another third grader to befriend him and give him food like there wasn't even no teachers in the cafeteria and these are elementary school students so this is the this shit's annoying how unrealistic it is i know there's free lunch so the fact that he's not eating anything means that either nobody's nobody's paying attention to him not even at the school that he doesn't even know that there's free lunch program like what kind of school is this that whole scene i know what they were trying to do but the way they went about it pissed me off because it's so fucking ridiculous there is no way on this planet that that little boy could be doing all this shit and nobody would notice he's in third grade maybe in high school nobody gives a shit they wouldn't notice i could see that but elementary school the boy is eight years old he's in third grade elementary school somebody would have noticed and it wouldn't have taken another third grader for him to get something to eat like really this is ridiculous even when he was fighting that little black boy nobody was around to break it up like this is elementary school y'all are full of shit okay before i start talking about olivia and drag her for filth i want to say the entire episodes uh 11 and 12 i i had the like biggest urge is just slap the shit out of fucking bryce him wearing those glasses really just sent me over the edge with him um we knew he was trash and then they showed him getting a boner when he was reminiscing about raping hannah that in itself shows his intent was to do exactly what he did the way he just basically told his mom exactly what he did to hannah without any kind of remorse without any kind of like subtlety any kind of sugar coating lets you know exactly what he thinks of her and exactly what he thinks of women so i'm just gonna put that out there but i want to talk i want to use these last this last minute i have to drag olivia's raggedy stanky ass because i'm so sick of her and her lemon chewing on a face like addison montgomery did not look like that there's no way she would have been a character i liked enough to watch private practice if she made that face all the time but that face she has constantly annoys me to death and i cannot stand her that's that that's the actress that is the actress and i don't know if because that face bothers me it makes and and olivia's like everything she's doing it bothers me makes me hate her more but this character makes me not like the actress kate walsh like that's how bad it is like you need to do something different i don't like it but I want to talk about her press conference because I wrote it down. Um, you know, Olivia talking to the press made my blood boil. You didn't. Um, what did I say? Oh, when she said she like she easily resolved herself. I don't remember her exact word because I didn't write the quote down. But they they were like, you know, the school, like everybody wants to blame the parents. But we didn't let her be bullied she said something like that but you didn't notice either she had a whole ass boyfriend lost her virginity in your house the whole summer they were smashing you didn't notice she apparently snuck justin in the house he spent the night and left you didn't notice 
she um was sad all the time she noticed her dad had an affair and how it affected her mom she uh was raped and she withdrew she like everything that happened to her you were with her when she went home and you didn't notice you were so preoccupied with whatever you had going on that you weren't paying attention so yes the school may maybe the counselor can take a tiny little portion of it because he did come in her office and he was distracted and he felt like he could do more but you could have done everything differently and we would have had a different outcome there are so many things that you could have done olivia and your husband that could have changed the outcome you didn't notice at all that your daughter was sad yes she was complicated everybody's complicated but how do you not notice your child is depressed enough to commit suicide that they're they were they were sexually assaulted at a party she said it happened saturday what like i think it was like that same week she killed herself you didn't notice a change in her did you notice how she acted different when she was in a whole three-month relationship over the summer did you notice that no like i don't understand how and the fact that she thought she had a chance of winning that damn trial is beyond me i i can't stand her but i'm glad we're getting to this last ep- like last episode of the season um, because at this point I need them to change the narrative. I'm glad Jessica told her side of the story and I'm not surprised J- Justin got arrested too. He should because he saw it happen. That makes sense. Um, it doesn't surprise me. But I hope Bryce gets what's coming to him. I hope this is the change because I'm sick of Olivia and I'm sick of this Hannah trial. Like I'm sick of it. I want to see something different because if I have to sit and witness Olivia one more time during this shit, I'm I'm liable to lose my religion. Like I can't look at her face anymore. Like that's point blank period. I don't want to. I'm sick of her. I hate her. <laughs> there was more stuff I wanted to talk to about, but I'm already way over. So I'm going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, me me out. That was Mimi with her feedback, and as ex- <laughs> as expected, it was wonderfully accurate as always. Uh, I know you probably wanted to go on and on and on because I sure as shit did on this one. Yes, there was a lot to talk about, which is why this particular one is so long. But I think that's a good thing because I was quite frankly not running out of some of things to talk about in season one so at least there's interest there's things going on there's subjects to address and dissect so that show has that going i knew she was gonna go all in on olivia that's why i didn't i didn't really want to acknowledge her presence because i don't like it like what it does to my blood pressure when i have to talk about this character now as far as the actress kate wash i've said this once i'll say it again if you are not a parent sometimes it can really read as inauthentic as a actual parent watching a parent react to certain things because it's almost as if you're part of a you're acting in a way you think uh, the club acts but that's not how or even close to what the club would react to and then not only that like you said this is a trump mama this there's no if and buts about it 
Olivia Baker is a very selfish like they try to put her on this pedestal they really were going full white feminist move on this unfortunately we're watching this in 2020 and that shit ain't flying this is a Karen and we don't do Karens we write laws against Karens she would have probably called the police on something that if she saw a black man uh thinking they broke into her store I don't I don't like this character because she represents all of those things that I dislike about those particular real life people in society so that one already sets up the character for failure i think i would have felt that way if it was not 2020 anyway but (laughs) um it only compounds with a certain amount of rage the fact that again we're both parents me and lamia so yeah that the fact that there's no inward conversation or dialogue or acknowledgement anything and then uh, I, I said I didn't hear what she had to say because I already knew what it was it was gonna piss me off it was not gonna be what it needed to be and that's all I, I could say to it and then the fact that she says we won she tried to hijack the actual justice that Jessica took so long getting for herself she goes we won no we did not win no we did not Bryce is going down for a rape yes Hannah could have taken down her rapist but she did not i will nina let's not talk about her because everyone acts like she is a side character that goes into what you were saying a little bit earlier about clay and them and that's that's a shitty thing with the writing they really did fuck clay up with having him so single-minded on hannah and his great idyllic love for her that it, it is borderline obsessive like i'm sorry it's been what six months that this woman has passed away you knew her for what six months like i'm sorry a child a teenager does not react in this way and i understand that you lost her in a tragic sort of way but that's where i go into the whole point of y'all need to bring up the fact that what hannah did was psychologically traumatic to someone who may have already had a precondition towards that because we keep forgetting or at least i could i have to remind myself that he did start off having a on-call medication he did lose his one friend jeff atkins so there are some contributing factors to clay that may exasperate maybe his emotional turmoil and there's something ugh bryce even said like when you're teenagers everything is so overly dramatic that is true (laughs) we haven't been there in a really long time but yes i do recall at least some accuracy of thinking that one thing happens and it it becomes the entire world and it really ain't uh, practically from us looking like what the fuck are you doing like why are you but that's because he hasn't had anything addressed that goes back to all the way probably with jeff atkins and then he gets another girlfriend who has a psychological problem and goes into the hospital no he should have been in counseling a long time ago and in the end that comes down to ding 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 their parents so yeah half the shit y'all have going on is parental uh supervision don't let your kids in the house by your fucking self i don't know like i know when you can leave your kids at home and it's like you get eight hours while i'm at work sure and even then i'm telling you right now i got a fucking camera 
<laughs> ain't gonna get shit by me where you getting all this money who paying for this liquor like there's so many other questions that are unanswered and that's why the whole conceit of they really wanted us to believe it was the school but yeah get the fuck out of with that noise i'm done with that storyline as well and i think the next one is gonna be whatever the fuck tyler's doing because he looked like he on the edge of snapping real hard um can't get a girl he can't get nothing so and the fact that they kept showing him top on the list of problem everyone should be concerned with and nobody is talking about no one even clay showing up trying to be half a friend to tyler and but clay you only are friends with him when you need someone to vent with like oh i'm feeling angry today so let's go do my go hang out with my angry friend i'm not gonna think anything about the fact that he's shooting fucking guns like that's a normal fucking thing i'm sorry unless you your daddy take you on hunting trips there's really no reason why you should be shooting guns and it's illegal in the way in which you are shooting them Ugh. uh and i quite frankly if i was that police officer or if i was that dude on that property i would have said look i keep seeing him around and i need y'all to do some reporting i would have been on video anything to start getting them charged for actually shooting them guns there's so many holes in their plot story because they don't want to think about it because they're not in real life they want to tell this story in a bubble but unfortunately that's not reality and why it falls apart (laughs) completely and why we be sitting in the sidelines going um the same thing you said and i said there's there's reduced lunch okay social social services would get involved okay maybe he did get taken from the home a few times they needed it to happen before as you pointed out another third grade eight-year-old little boy went over and fed him <laughs> that's just asininely just y'all should i'm just i literally flipped my freaking fingers off at them for that because they know better and if they don't know better that's even worse so um some other points you you hit on because you were like you wanted to punch bryce in the face we all want to punch bryce in the face he is the worst he really is he's easily a hateable guy but like i said i think i did a lot of legwork breaking him down as a person as well as just the douchebag we all really hate because he is he's seen this um well not that's what i said i think that's why he got a little bolder telling his mom to fuck off you know and i and told her exactly what he did because he sees his father dismiss her he dismisses he 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 learns that behavior and now that he's gotten away or feels as if he's gotten away with something he's gonna start really leaning on that behavior but i think him getting arrested he's gonna be crying like a little bitch then we have uh something else you brought up that i wanted to point out uh, i thought i wrote it down oh yeah it was about cyrus cyrus is a punk rock kid i know you say goth but dang goth they're punk rock Is <laughs> someone who knows the difference between the two <laughs> i don't know if you know goth versus punk rock uh i don't want to be sound insulting but i literally was in both groups in high school so yeah he's punk rock (laughs) punk rock means yeah we don't love the man we're against the establishment we're we're talking about mild chaos right that's punk rock 
that's not tyler and i agree he was trying and he looked at tyler as someone who was punk rock like okay you introduced me to some of your i don't think that cyrus was a bad influence on tyler at all if anything i think tyler was a bad influence on cyrus like he was the one egging him on the entire time we should do this we should do that he had the list of names before cyrus met tyler he wasn't going after a list of names tyler gave him a priority and they kind of bonded over not liking the same particular people and they were like okay let's do something about it and then they kind of egged each other on to a certain extent but i feel as if there were moments in which cyrus was very much showing the difference between tyler like when he called he was like okay let's talk about this revenge i'm watching harry potter with my dad (laughs) like he keeps wanting to talk about it he's not consumed by rage he's not consumed by anger he's just angry at the establishment for being a shitty establishment there's a way there's difference between the two and he thought tyler was the same and he gave him the benefit of the doubt considering things he heard about him thinking maybe he's a misunderstood until he started being disrespectful to his sister until he started being obsessive with him are you my friend like you he was doing too much way too much and that's when cyrus realized okay there's something here that's not healthy and then on top of the other things that he knows is around the tapes out now um about other unhealthy predilections that he had he did the right thing at that point okay i'm in over my head and maybe because i do care about you and that's what that's the fucked up thing like tyler doesn't see that it is because he cares because if he didn't care he would just talk shit about him and be like everyone else in the school because he technically got him in trouble he got him suspended whatever like his dad, he ain't went home with his dad and his dad's like okay this is all good no he actually faces consequences to shit that he does um he actually was scared too he was just like tyler was like well yeah fuck this he wouldn't give a shit about what his parents felt and cyrus is like no that means that you respect your parents and that you care about how they are viewing you there's a way healthier relationship going on on cyrus's end and as the dad pointed out we went to counseling about anger issues he may see that in his son and maybe cyrus was trying to be that friend noticing hey i've had these same type of feelings but tyler has gone way way deeper on the other side so i i slightly disagree on the whole cyrus really was bad for him i think cyrus tried to be better for him cyrus didn't help the situation i will say that (laughs) um but yeah the way in which he so very easily puts that puppy face on and lies to his parents yeah that's manipulation that's called emotional manipulation right there and that that talks of a you know there's definitely something else happening with that um and then there's talk about no one ever wants to be alone that was sad seeing him in his room at the end but like i said everything that happens to tyler tyler does to himself because he does not understand or comprehend what it means to have a healthy social interaction because even when they're fighting he's taking photos of the fight like what (laughs) and that's where cyrus is like well you you talk a lot of stuff but 
you know when it comes to just like releasing that anger like that's what a lot of people do in the mosh pit that's why i'm gonna say some respect like punk rock uh that's what that is all about it's about releasing that anger in a healthy fashion around people that that get what you're feeling and a lot of people have a stereotype against that that means aka i want to shoot up a school and you see that's not the case Cyrus is like yeah uh i was talking shit <laughs> like he's not that kind of guy so yeah i thought i liked the way they played on the trope and then tried and basically spit in the trope of the face like oh no it's not the punk rock kid and it's so easy for the parents to blame the kid with the weird hair and he likes to mosh pin eh. but ew, did i really make that noise oh my god i'm disgusted with myself literally i had someone used to make that sound all the time and i actually had ptsd when i did it was someone strangely enough that was very much sexually harassing me <laughs> so uh yeah i don't know that just ew. but i know where it was from and i actually didn't know why i just did it it was i recently heard it on another podcast and i probably just in my mind had that sound <laughs> because he was saying something very similar and i just went into that tone but then i just put myself in a really bad place of ew that was actually ugh, sour um moving on as far as tyler being concerned yeah he's he's someone who always needed help and his parents ain't never helped him because they said as long as you're doing good he's not doing good though he's not doing he needs he's doing good in the context of he ain't coming home with bad notes and report cards but as far as him being socially just distant and just, yeah like all the flags are there for him all the flags were there for hannah flag just flags all over the place and that's why i gave props to the fact that at least jessica parents they don't seem to be of oh this is someone else's fault <laughs> no they uh, they seem to even if we're not seeing it directly on screen take responsibility for the things that they can do better which is basically be involved in my daughter's life where she goes i pick her up going to school i pick you up i bring you home like trust is a two-way street you have to earn that trust back it's not even about that i have to also now protect you because clearly <laughs> um me not being here or involved or you knowing i'm involved has led to an unfortunate situation in which you threw a party and the worst thing that could possibly happen happened and i like the way he ended it to him like one day and i then but that goes back to what you say why do people need to have children before they understand and that actually spit in the side of that because justin didn't need to have children to understand that it was completely utterly wrong what he did and that it cannot be forgiven and that he will need to atone for that um like you said he knew he was gonna get arrested um and that's maybe probably also another factor in holy shit this happens i am now criminally in involved in this doesn't matter if she absolves me or you know I I i'm still responsible i lied about it that's the big thing the cover-up is the biggest thing and what's fucked up and i'm probably i'm just gonna predict it now i bet you justin gets more time than bryce 
I bet you, because that's how this shit usually works. They're going to be harder on fucking Justin, the person that you could have done more than they are going to be on the rapist. And the fact that he is the lowest between them. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm already not going to like that, but it, it opens the door for some other shit. Monty is also another loose cannon out there. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like I said, I am with you. I'm done with the Hannah Baker shit. I don't need to see her. I don't want to see the Bakers anymore. I don't. I want to move on. I want to get into these other kids because they have very compelling storylines and they've really been carrying it. What's been dragging it down is the constant Hannah Baker, Clay Jensen being obsessed with Hannah Baker. And like I said, I get it. Also, that's where I part where I was going earlier when yes, when you're a kid, you're hormonal and things can blow up. But at the same time. Clay is in a place where it's not normal. It's not something that anyone like. No, you have kissed another girl. Other people have been like. There's there's too much here with Clay and his absolute fascination with Hannah that I feel as if it's almost an OCD thing. Like it's something he is rather consumed with to the point like you said uh, like you said he wanted to kill himself <laughs> like that was i get what you would say like the word seems unnecessary like over dramatic yes we know kids are over dramatic yes i thought the, the him wanting to do it, that felt in line with the over dramatic but it also with what you also what you did with the character all season of having him have another girlfriend having a time jump it it feels very left and the fact that he's also having auditory hallucinations and visual hallucinations is something quite frankly I, i'm surprised that justin himself wouldn't have said anything to the jensen's like i know you're well he's someone who can keep secrets apparently but <laughs> i would think learning from that be like you know what your son needs help and maybe he will maybe that'll be next season but i don't want to see clay in this position (laughs) next season where he's just like hannah 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 i need you to evolve yourself as a person otherwise like what are you like even if he gets convicted you're still stuck replaying it over and over in your head and that's trauma mental trauma enacted on you by the girl that you loved you couldn't have simply i don't know sent the tape to the police (laughs) i just i'm still not okay with this y'all never gonna get me to be okay with this you're not gonna have me getting hannah's back because my word to some people who really didn't deserve it clay being the first one this is really shitty and it really really dragged down his character (laughs) that they also mitigated two other women three actually in fact that were raped as well with countless possible others is another gross gross the fact that two were also of color is a a terrible thing by mitigating by by saying they don't matter as much as long as we get hannah's rapist please let the season end on something that moves us to the next chapter again blackercouch at gmail.com my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review you can find this podcast on 
Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.